Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem mm. with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your own reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob here. How to avoid burnout and demotivation and loss of passion in business and entrepreneurship, but still get loads done and move towards success. Now, this is a really important subject. So if you're watching or listening, I just ask for a few minutes of your time because there are a lot of people burning themselves out. They are starting, stopping, starting, stopping, starting, stopping, breaking. And that is no good for you if you want to be a successful entrepreneur, if you want to start and scale a business. It is a marathon, not a sprint. And I know I would have not really been open to that kind of information or commentary 15 years ago. Because, you know, when I was in my mid-20s and single and not huge overhead, I probably was all about the hustle and the grind, the graft. Uh, And now being 41 and having more responsibilities and having more things that take my time and focus and having children uh, and having lots of staff and, uh, you know, some pressure, I actually realised there is a better way. There is a balance. There is craft over graft. There is smart work over hard work. And if you burn out, you risk losing it all. Uh, And many of you, you are doing or you've done things that you could really enjoy, maybe for the rest of your life. But because you've gone at it too hard, too fast, with too much panic, with too much fear, you haven't managed your time, there's not been enough self-care, In the end, you've maybe broken or you're coming towards some kind of burnout or breakdown when actually you could have done this uh, with passion and longevity and enthusiasm. So I've probably got about 15 points to discuss with you. And I think this is one of the most important pieces of content I've ever done, maybe outside of mental health, but it is linked to your mental health. So there's a lot of people talking to you about you have to work 10 years, 12 hours a day to be an overnight success. And you know, you have to relentlessly hustle and graft and grind. And there are a lot of downsides to that, that a lot of people are not teaching you. Now, to be fair, a lot of this is American information. And maybe a lot of this is for the the younger generation who maybe aren't working hard enough. So you have to work hard enough not to have to work hard. So my caveat is, if you're a lazy bastard, if you need to get off your ass, if you're not really doing anything anyway, you probably need to hustle and grind and graft a little more. If you're expecting to plant a seed and come back the next day and see a tree, well, you know, this, this, this maybe isn't for you. But for those of you that want the longevity, you want the balance, you want the wealth and the success, but you also want the happiness, you want the good relationships, you want the enjoyment, the enthusiasm and the passion, you need to listen to this. So there are a lot of downsides to hustle and graft and grind and 10x, and they are burnout. They are stress. 
They are the start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, snakes and ladders journey in business. What's the point in going so hard for six months and getting up to number 66 on the board of 100 and then hitting a snake and going back to number 12? And then working so hard again and getting up to number 75 on the snakes and ladders and then hit the big fucking snake and go down to number eight again. What's the point? There is no point. What's the point in going to the gym for three months, six days a week and then getting an injury or losing enthusiasm because you're not, you know, like muscly or lean and then going off it? for three months. Three months on, three months off, three months on, three months off. You might as well do um, one day a week for 52 weeks. You get better results doing one day a week in the gym, one good workout in the gym a week for 52 weeks. Then three months on, three months off, three months on, three months off. And the problem with the hustle, the graph, the 10x is you can, it's easy to go hard for three to six months. I see so many people do it in my communities. Go hard and fast and relentless for three to six months. And then what happens? Big challenge, overwhelm, burnout, knack of themselves out, not enough sleep, not enough balance. And what do they do? They experience a load of pain and a load of stress. And what do you do when you experience a load of pain and a load of stress? You want it rid. So you throw the baby out with the bathwater. Oh, this property investing, it doesn't work. Oh, this business, it doesn't work. Oh, I got schemed and scammed by what they taught me. It's not happened quick enough. I'm knackered. Also, when you burn out and get stressed, you, you get agitated with people, you get short with people, you push people off, you push your relationships away, you push your family away, you push your friends away. And there's so many people out there going, oh, well, my friends and family don't understand me. Well, you're pushing them all away sometimes because you're edgy, you're short. And this is because you're thinking short term and not long term. So when you play snakes and ladders and it's hustle and grind, you get no momentum, no compounding. It took Warren Buffett something like 32 years to get to worth 10 million. Uh, and now he's worth what, 80 billion, something like that. So what is wrong with steady and consistent and maintained? And by the way, you're far more likely to be steady and consistent and have compounding and momentum and maintain longevity if you don't kill yourself in the process. Now, some people kill themselves for a badge of honor. Look at me, I'm working harder than every other motherfucker. 10X motherfucker, I'm working harder than you. Look at my badges on my shirt, harder than you bitches. And it's like, well, wait a minute. That's not something to be proud of. What's to be proud of is contribution, service, longevity, wealth, sustainability. These things value, not how hard you fucking work, look at me. Hi, it's Rob here, interrupting you with something you may not know about me. I was one of the few people on the planet hand-selected by Facebook to pilot their new supporter program. It's a very small premium model where you can get exclusive content and advance notice or discount of new products and services. So this is what I've done for you. Not only can you get best discounts for any training that we might run, not only do you get notified first of any launches we do, we also do supporter meetups, supporter dinners, supporter WhatsApp groups where you have a, a deeper community. I do supporter only ask me anything. I do supporter only content 
and podcasts. We have a community of 2,500 supporters and I'd love to give you the chance to be one of those. I believe this is the best supporter program in the whole world. Find me a better one, but I don't think you will. So the link is bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. That's bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R. I believe the gap between free content and paid content is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There's a lot of free content out there that's maybe not that good. And for just a few dollars a month, you can get the best content on business, on entrepreneurship, on starting up, on scaling up, on sales, on marketing, on the mindset of being an entrepreneur. So go to bit.ly forward slash Rob Supporter with a capital R right now. Anyway, yeah. So like, there's no point in a dog humping a tree really hard. Hump, hump, hump. Look at it. Give that tree some. This tree is getting it. Harder, harder, harder. Fuck that tree. Hump that. What's the point? You're getting nowhere if you hump a tree. Uh, And have you ever tried to hump a tree? I don't know. But there's a lot of people out there who are working really freaking hard. They're working on the wrong thing. They're going the wrong way. They're working harder and harder at it. They think that the, the, the graft gets them over the line when in fact they should stop and think and, and go over there and work on the right thing in the right way at the right time. So you've got to think smart. You've got to think about leverage. You've got to think about timing. You've got to think about relationships. You've got to think about asking for help. You've got to think about strategy. You've got to think about tactics. You've got to think about vision. And all those things aren't about harder, 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 harder. Those things are about take time. Think, breathe it in, be strategic, make some smart decisions, remove my, um, you know, stress-based emotions, some testing, some measuring. And that's often best three, four hours a day, not 13 or 14 hours a day. Okay. Uh, Someone said to me um, when I did a live in in my garage. For years, people have been asking me where I buy my watches. Many of you may know I'm a watch collector. I'm a watch investor. And those as an asset class have done me very well in the last 15 years. I have never shared where I source my watches from or my watch dealer until now. My watch dealer used to be a professional footballer for Manchester United, and he formed a watch brand called Broadwalk. And he sources the higher-end brands like Rolex, Audemars Piguet, Patek Philippe and Richard Mille. I trust him. I've used him for many years. And recently we've done a partnership. Hence, I'm inviting you, if you want to start investing in watches and protect your money from the banks and inflation, to check out Broadwalk. That's B-R-O-A-D-W-A-L-K. And the website is broadwalkgroup.com. The email is sales at broadwalkgroup.com. And please don't share this, but his number is 07496 878153. Obviously, only message him if you're serious about buying and investing in the higher-end watches. People have been asking me for years, and for the first time ever, you can get access to my watch team. A couple of days ago. Rob, your energy seems to be so much better. You should do more. It's because I'm stood up and because I'm going in ranty mode. So I might do a few more of these. Um, right. So um, for those of you who've just tuned in, uh, remember, you can get shout outs on my page. So if you're watching the live stream for just 500 stars, which is five dollars to me, you can sh- I can you can and I can shout out your business, your brand, your podcast, your book, your website, your link, your Facebook group, whatever it is. Hit me up with 500 stars uh, and you can put a, a link in the comments. And if you write it in one or two lines, I can see it and I'll shout you out. All right. Great. So where are we at here? 
So it's very easy to fall out of love with something if you go too hard at it and you burn out. And you could end up falling out of love of something you actually do love. And then you jump into something else you think you could love and then you fall out of love with it. Then you jump into something else you think you could fall in love with and then you fall out of love with it. I mean, business, passion, profession. And in the end, your self-worth goes down because you think you can't achieve any success because you're trying all these things that you love and you end up falling out of love with them. And then in the end, you can't fall in love with any kind of business. And, And being in love, or at least having some passion and enthusiasm, about your passion and your profession is vital for longevity. You start to doubt yourself. You start to think that it's you when in fact it isn't. It's just you're working too hard in the wrong areas at the wrong time. All right, so I believe the quality of your working relationships is vital. Your partnerships, you know, your your lenders, your staff, your customers, your suppliers, your followers, your fans, those relationships are vital to success, vital. And there's leverage in those because you know, one plus one in a partnership equals, you know, three cubed, not two. Um, And you have leverage because you can get benefit from other people's time, experience and money, etc. And if you're burning out and you're ground down and your enthusiasm and passion passion and life force energy is gone, you're going to push those relationships away. They're not going to be inspired by you. So maintaining that quality of energy is vital. And you can't maintain the quality of energy working 12 hours a day. You simply can't. I'll talk to you about that in, in a moment. Okay, what if you hustled and grind and 10x and made a million quid and had no friends left and no family left? So I know someone, he's he's huge in Formula One, huge. Not the most famous name, but he's huge in Formula One. He's even bigger than a lot of the drivers. And he has given his life to Formula One for two, three decades, something like that. Uh, And I had a chat with him recently. And, you know, like many of us, he's had his little bumps and um, struggles. And basically he said, I've given my life to Formula One. But outside Formula One, I'm left with virtually nothing. No family, no relationships, you know, so, some social elements not there because he gave everything to his business instead of having um, maybe a bit, step back a bit, but more longevity, less burnout. Um, so much to the point where you can get really bitter about your clients, bitter about your business model, bitter about the, the, the business you've served for 10 or 20 years because you are broken. So self-care is vital. Now, a lot of more people are talking about self-care, self-care and mental health. Uh, uh, and I think that this is really good in this whole hustle and grind and 10x and, you know, working your ass off your whole life. Um, I think, look, you've got to work hard enough not to have to work hard. And I'll say that again. I'm, you know, and some people do need to kick up the ass and you know when you need to kick up the ass. But I actually believe it's much better to work hard and maybe fast or more importantly, deep uh, with intense focus and flow for short, sharp bursts. So I was talking to Robin Sharma, who's he's, he's studied a lot of science on this. And he said, Rob, it's not the hardest workers who are the biggest successful people right now. It is not. The new science is showing it's those who can recover and rest the quickest and the best. So I'm, I'm told Cristiano Ronaldo has many naps a day. Paula Radcliffe, you know, the marathon runner, she used to have naps in the day. Uh, and for the most successful entrepreneurs... You've got to live for a long time. If you want to be a multimillionaire, a billionaire, if you want your company to change the world, you're not going to do that in a day or a week or a year. It might take you 10 or 20 or 50 years. And Warren Buffett always says, one of the reasons I'm really rich is because I'm old and I've got compounding on my side. And you don't get old if you burn yourself out. You die, you have a heart attack, you, you fuck the, I fucking hate this business. You chuck the baby out with the bathwater. And then you have to start again and you're playing that snakes and ladders again. So what are you doing for self-care? And I'll give you some tips on here. Are you doing things that you love to do outside of work? 
key life areas. You know, are you, for me, I love playing vinyl. For me, I love taking these cars out for a spin. I just actually love looking at them in the garage. Even if there was no engine in them, I could still just look at them. I love playing pool. I, lo- I love speaking to really interesting people. I love doing a bit of social media stuff that is kind of not really related to work. And this year for me, I'm going to focus much more on social and on things I love to do that aren't just work. Because when I started my business, I was brown belt in two martial arts, black belt in, one mar- in another martial art. I was in the best shape of my life. I was the most flexible in my life. When I used to go out and clubbing, I used to dance. Yeah, look at me dancing with the girls. Hey, girls. And I used to drop straight into the splits. And I actually pulled a couple of girls doing that. Can you believe it? Ah, anyway, so I love being able to do the splits because my, um, my first PE teacher always said, oh, Rob, you're not flexible. You know, you can't touch your, your knees, let alone your toes. So that was a real thing for me. And as soon as I started business and I met Mark, Mark and we set up Progressive Property, I stopped it all. And I'm, I'm annoyed with myself for that. And there were some passions and hobbies I had, things that I was good at and I loved to do and made me feel alive and gave me some sense of worth outside of business. Because I'm talking here to you passionate, crazy entrepreneurs who are a bit obsessive and a bit monomaniacally focused on entrepreneurship instead of having balance. Um, and I regret that. Uh, and now so I'm, I'm going to the gym a lot more. I'm focusing more on um, my own self-care. So things you love to do outside of work. One, two, you've got to manage your diary and your time way better. You've got to put your key life areas in. You've got to put your key result areas in. But you've got to um, compartmentalize date nights with your husband or your wife, or if you're dating, if you're single. Social time to have, you know, friendships and, and just do things. Uh, travel. And, you've, you know, a lot of people, when they're doing entrepreneurship, they don't, they compartmentalize their business stuff you know, put it in their diary, but they don't compartmentalize their life stuff. So their life stuff disappears. So they stop eating well. They stop going to the gym. They stop having really good conversations with people outside of business. They don't really see their friends and family that much because, you know, hey, look, I'm on this mission and I've got to make us money and we need security. We're desperate for the money. Bang. And then all of a sudden, five years has gone and you've done nothing except work. So, you, you, you know, your health, your fitness, your diet, your happiness, your spirituality, your meditation, um, you know, clearing your mind, your walks, your runs, you know, traveling and seeing different cultures. Things are important to you. I'm not telling you what it should be. So a lot of people telling you what you should do to self-care. I'm not telling you what it should be. You, you freaking know. You don't need me to tell you. You've just got to know, um, sort of plan what they are in the diary. Um, and, and it seems weird for some to plan things in the diary that you should otherwise do. But if you don't plan them in the diary, the things that get planned in the diary get done. And the things that don't get planned in the diary don't get done. So let me ask you this question. Why are you working so fucking hard? Why are you working so hard? Entrepreneurs are pretty shit at self-care. They're pretty bad at their own managing their own balance. Why are you working so hard? Now, usually people are working so hard because they're making up for lost time. When I started at 26, I should have started at 15. I was making up for lost time. Some people are obsessed about their competition. They're comparing themselves to others. They're not feeling good enough. They fear they don't have security. They're, they're, They're kind of living on desperation energy. Uh, and what that will do is it will get you hustling and grinding, but there'll be this edgy, there'll be this slightly desperate, needy um, sort of edge and air and aura about you. And that's not attractive to other people. Um, so if you slow down a bit, and by the way, it doesn't matter what age you start. Someone just said here, Ian, he's starting at 52. Ian, you've probably got 25 good years in you of working at least. Warren Buffett is what, 86, something like that. So, you know, you've got a way longer than you think. This is a good point. I was talking to someone yesterday. I had a mastermind session, um, business mastermind academy. And there's about 15 of us. We're all entrepreneurs. Um, and someone was like, oh, I'm working really hard. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. 
uh, and I'm getting a bit frustrated. I'm getting a bit burned out. Last year was my hardest year ever. Ah. And I said to him, how old are you? And he said, 35. I'm like, mate, you've got 50 fucking years. You have got 50 years left to be an entrepreneur. Paul Coleman's 64. So Paul, you've got 20 years. And Paul, if you were the guy that said you're seventh down in karate, you're probably going to live to your 99 or 109. We've got way more time than we think. Now, the paradox of time is we've got way more time than we think, but we haven't got forever. So I get that you've got one life and you've got to get shit done. But you're going to be so much more successful if you're doing this in five years or 10 years or 20 years, even if it's slow and steady. Because everyone else who comes in, they're going to go and hump that tree really fucking hard and burn themselves out. Hump that tree really fucking hard and burn themselves out. But you're going to go along and relax and be uh, a bit more graceful and take your time and be balanced and breathe it in. Uh, So, yeah, some things to think about there. Um, You have way more time than you think you really, really do. It's way better to work slower and more diligently and more considered and more present and more balanced and more connected like four hours a day than 12 hours a day. You push people away when you're not in flow. You blame other people. You attack other people. You defend yourself. You, you don't handle critics well. You take everything personally. It's like everyone's sticking pins in you and knives in you. They're not. It's just that you, you're... Your ability to take things is so thin. You know, the, the thickness of your wall of resilience is just like completely eroded because you're tired. You get ill. You get stressed really quick. You're always on that edge. and You need to get rid of that shit. So I interviewed Robin Sharma on my podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur. I had a great conversation with him. And he said, and I talked to him about the hustle and the grind. And he said, look, um, I have done a lot of study to the science of the most successful people living today. And it is not the ones that hustle and grind and work the hardest and the longest. It's those who learn how to recover the quickest. So you've got to put rest, recovery time, balance, thinking, being, as well as doing and hustling and grinding. And Robin Sharma reckons five good deep dive hours of intense flow and focus working on key result areas, maximum you need to do a day. In fact, he said it could be less. I would argue it could be three. Because let's be honest, if you are completely focused in flow, doing the highest priority task to your mission and your message, um, three hours, you probably couldn't do three hours in one sitting. It might, you might need three sittings and you might need a break in between. I like the Pomodoro technique of, you know, 30, 60 minutes on, 5, 15 minutes off. 30, 60 minutes on, 5, 15 minutes off. Uh, and three or four of those sessions a day means you've got a lot more time left uh, you can use it to recover. You can use it to get balanced. And a lot of people are working harder, but the quality of their work is going down. They're overwhelmed. They are spreading themselves too thin. The, you know, I know sometimes if I write in my book late at night, if I write my book late at night, I'm like, oh man, I've got a deadline. Fuck, I've got to get the, the volume up. I've got to get 6,000 words done today. I'll read it the next day. I go, that is a load of shit. What, what was I writing? I might as well have not written it. Spelling mistakes are there. It doesn't quite make sense. I can tell I'm a bit edgy. You can just tell. So it would have been better to not do it, to rest, to come back, to get in deep flow, because quality of work is way more important than quantity of work. Quality of work, of connections, of relationships, of your product, of your offer, of your brand. Now, what, what we're really bad at doing as entrepreneurs is diarising the key life areas. We're really bad at putting the rest and recovery because we feel guilt that we should be more, 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 more. But if you could see your life in 10 years, from three months on, three months off, three months on, three months off, three months on, three months off, versus 10 years slow and steady, you would see a huge difference. Like it would, it would not even be a competition. 
The one that's slow and steady always wins the race. Now, entrepreneurs are also really bad at self-awareness of their limits. And you've got to start learning what your limit is. How many hours a day before you get to your limit? Um, how much, how many meetings can you do before you get to your limit? How much deep work can you do before you get to your limit? You know, how much can you take in terms of tasks and requests from people? How many jobs can you manage before you hit your limit? You've got to know your limit. And often we get to the limit, we have a little bit of a meltdown, but then we don't learn from it. We don't go, oh, right, that's the limit. I just need to make sure I stay below that and not let that happen again. So um, for me, I don't like getting stuck in traffic. So I don't travel in a rush hour. Now, for years, I traveled in rush hour and got really pissed off stuck in traffic. Duh, just don't travel at rush hour. And the more we pick off all these areas of our limits and go just beneath them, the better quality of life and relationships and wealth and well-being and everything else. By the way, do you know wealth? The, the definition of the history um, of, the, uh, um, of the word means well-being. Wealth means well-being. There's a massive movement right now in mental health awareness, in self-care, and it's common that entrepreneurs are really shit at that and you've got to get better at that. And I'm speaking to more and more people who are burning out, who are struggling with their mental health, who are looking to get therapy. The content of mine that has been the best received in the last three months are all my shares on, on, on therapy. Now, look, this is also a bit of therapy for me because I am getting better at resting and recovering. I've been doing this 15 years. So let's be honest, I'm still surviving and I'm still going. And, you know, if I'd have been too relentless and too hard and burned myself out, I wouldn't be here 15 years later. So I've, I've definitely know how to play the long game, but I also do get sucked into getting overwhelmed. And I know it's me. I know I'm allowing people to get in touch with me. I'm taking on too much. I'm not leveraging enough. I'm not letting go. Um, I'm not putting my walls and my barriers up. I'm not educating people enough on my limits. Um, and then you, you get a bit frustrated and a bit bitter and a bit annoyed and a bit stressed. Um, and I have let that happen to me. I'll probably let that happen to me two or three times a year. And I'm, I'm going to endeavor this year to get better at that. And look, I want to help you do the same. Don't suffer alone. You've got to ask for help. You should be leveraging more. You should be giving tasks to VAs and PAs and getting admin done by other people. Um, don't work yourself into the ground. Think about your day and your week and what your ideal diary is, your ideal routine. I wrote a book called Routine Equals Results, which helps you create your bespoke ideal routine with your key life areas, your key result areas, your income generating tasks, your passions, your professions, your vocations, and your vacations. Too many people are squeezing too much in their diary. Too many people are breaking themselves and they don't even realize they're doing it. Woo! All right, you've got to stay in the game, my friends. It's a marathon, not a sprint. You've got to enjoy the ride. You've got to breathe it in. You've got to stop every now, now and then and go, hmm, I've got some nice cars there. They are the fruits of my labor. Nice one. Instead of just constantly thinking, I want more, I want more, I want more. I want more. Um, I've stopped telling people now what car I'm going to get next. Uh, I have had a lot of cars. At one point, I think I had... 12 cars um, with Mark um, in, that we owned ourselves in our company. And I've now thinned it down to one, two, three, four. I am about to get one more. Um, but anytime I get a new car, like let's take, a, for example, that Lamborghini Aventador there. Um, what's the first thing people say? What are you getting next? Rob, what are you getting next? I'm like, well, I've just bought probably the sexiest car on the planet. It's a 250, it was a 250 grand I paid for it. It was 320 grand new. I've just bought probably the best car on the planet. Um, and someone is saying, people say to me, what's the next car? Or what about the Aventador S? Well, I don't actually like it as much as the Aventador, even though it's a bit more expensive, it's a little bit of an upgrade, but I actually don't like it. I think it's, the, the body work is too much. And I've stopped saying, um, oh, you know, Koenigsegg or, you know, LaFerrari, whatever. No, I'm not thinking about getting another car. I'm gonna fucking enjoy that one right there. 
And aren't we always doing that? We're thinking about what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next, instead of fucking hell. I've got one of the, the best classic Ferraris ever made. All right, I'd love an F40, but why don't I just enjoy that? Why don't I just enjoy that? Forget what's next. Breathe in what you're doing now and enjoy the moment, enjoy the ride. People are forgetting because, you know, being happy and enjoying the ride is a choice and a decision. It's something you have to practice, like gratitude. They call gratitude a practice because you have to fucking practice it. It doesn't just happen. You have to practice it. So this is all about longevity, this business or the business that you're in. It's all about staying in the game for as long as you can. And that requires rest and recuperation. Now, if you look at famous sports, um, Tiger Woods, hard, 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 lost 10 years of his career. 10 years. If he'd have slowed down a bit, he might not have got quite as much at the start, but he'd be even further ahead now and he'd have broken all records. Um, if you, um, I know Justin Rose and even better, I know his sister and his sister's husband really well. And Mike, who's um, Justin's sister's husband, said to me, Justin has seen so many 21-year-old golfers who are already burned out. You know, they're really good, but they're burned out at 21. But uh, like Justin is like came into the um, sort of the best years of his career in his late 30s. I think he got to world number one. He would have been what, 36, 37? So if you want to be the best at golf, it's no point being, you know, world number 50 at 21 and then burn out and then lose your career. You might as well you know, build and build and build and have a little bit more longevity. Because if you're good at golf and you manage your career and you manage your longevity, you could be, be winning majors at 48 years old. You could be in the top five or the top 10 in the world at 48 years old. Jim Furyk was, there's been other golfers that have. And that's possible. With tennis, if you, if you kill your body and you work too hard, your career's done by the time you're 25. And you want to make that career last till you're 35. Now, I know that's easy to say when you're on the outside. And of course, when you're in and you're competitive and you're doing what you're doing, you, you want to beat your competitors and you want to change the world and you want to make loads of money and you want security. I get it. But take a step back, my friends, because I think it's a marathon, not a, not a sprint. I've been in property and I've been in training, my training businesses for 15 years and I've seen them come and go and come and go and come and go and come and go. Last year, two big competitors had major, major issues. I've seen that so many times. And yet we just keep doing what we're doing. And sometimes we don't take the risks that our competitors do. And sometimes we slow down a bit. And sometimes we, we think and we consider and we just keep jogging on while they're sprinting, humping the wrong tree and then bang. All right. Thanks for tuning in, my friends. If you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Have a great day and look after yourself. Stop fucking humping the tree so hard. Take a step back and go, wait a minute, why am I humping a tree? That tree ain't giving me anything back. I'm going to stop humping that tree. I'm going to go and find me another sweet puppy. I'm going to go and hump a puppy. I'm not going to go hump a tree.